All right, guys, welcome back to Surviving Hollywood. I'm Johnny Ray Diaz. I'm Aaron Arnold. I'm Austin Arnold. And if you didn't make it to the Pasadena Film Festival, uh, I'm sorry. You, you probably then missed the best short at the festival, which was Bobby, written, directed, and starring Henry Burge, who uh, just joined us on the podcast. And uh, yeah, what did you guys, first of all, what did you guys think of the short itself? I mean, we all walked out of that block saying this was the best short. Like everything was, the cinematography was beautiful. The acting was beautiful. We all walked out of there saying, man, this is this is the one to beat thus far. Yeah, it was on a totally different level. And I loved it. I loved the vibe, vibe of it, the vibe of it, the cinematography showing off the city of LA, the grittiness of it, the characters. Um, I loved it. So it's cool to have Henry on the podcast to talk about the actual filmmaking of it, you know, what he expected going in, how much the budget was to get something of that high quality, you know, what winning looked like to him or what he envisioned, you know, success was when he first started and, you know, everything that came out of making this great short as he's been shopping around to different festivals. So it was really cool to get his perspective. I think it's cool also to, to see a short of that caliber, like in a festival. And I think like, we all sort of deep down is that's, that's what we aspire to. Right. You know what I mean? Like when you make a film, you're like, man, if it only looked like this, hundred <laughs> percent. Right? I think when we make a movie, that's what we aspire to. Right. Yeah. I thought ours did uh, look like that. Oh, it didn't. Oh. I mean, it looked like a Scorsese scene. It looked like a Paul Thomas Anderson scene. Right. It, just, it yeah, was just, it felt like a high budget production and, and like it had all the bells and whistles and everything about it. Like kind of like Aaron said, it checked off all the boxes of, uh, a quality film and um, it was cool that he also talked about how when it played in uh, Santa Barbara Film Festival got approached by UTA I mean that's that's the dream right that's the dream that I mean that is what you want the ultimate goal is for people to see it and obviously a high agency if they see it that's the better and that's what happened to him at Santa Barbara um, which is honestly one of the main reasons I wanted to pick his brain today Anywho, if you're watching this on YouTube, give the video a like, comment below. If you're watching it on iTunes, leave a five-star review. And that being said, let's get into it. This is an interview that you do not want to miss. Things get real. good yeah it's good i just rushed back my uh, my son had a, a flag football game so i went and uh caught the you know kind of the tail end of it and then got nice. back so, yeah, how many it, touchdowns did he get he actually didn't but they were they played the older team and they were uh which is he's in sixth grade and they played the seventh and eighth grade team and they were okay. yeah basically tied him so i was like let's go oh, awesome. dude, there you go yeah, all right yeah. athlete in the future all right i like yeah. it nice man thanks for coming on um, absolutely i know uh we had kind of talked a little bit about at the gala and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, so, you know, we kind of wanted to just talk about your short. All of us really liked yours. You know, we thought definitely best short at PIF was what you guys definitely should have won. So yeah, thank you very um, much. You guys did such a good job with it. Um, I guess to kind of set it up, you know, just for our audience and stuff like that, um, maybe just tell us a little bit about what the short was. 
about? Yeah. So uh, you mean just the process and kind of getting to the idea of the story or just, well, just maybe the actual story itself. Yeah. So, so the story itself is a, uh, a guy who's, who works at an old time diner uh, named Charlie basically gets a visit from someone from his past and he has 24 hours to find this, this family member, this, this, uh, this friend. Um, and so he goes to this huge odyssey, you know, through the whole entire city of LA and um, goes through all these corridors in order to find Bobby, which is the name of the movie. So he has 24 hours to find Bobby and um, yeah, movies ultimately about family and um, you know, just the gumption to what you would do for a family member, um, you know, no matter the cost. And you were the actor, the, the lead actor and the writer and the director. So is the main love acting or is it writing and the others just yeah. further the other? Uh, you know, that's a good question. I, I, I always like to say I like being the fork, the spoon and the knife. And so you so you know, you eat ice cream with a spoon and then you eat salad with a fork. So it just depends on what meal I'm getting served. You got to no, get a spork, but, man. What about the spork? Yeah, the spork is even better. No, I think, yeah. uh, you know, I went to school at CalArts for performance and um so Austin, I, I love I love the medium of acting. I really do. I, I have a I have a good relationship with it. I feel, but uh, but but ultimately, I like to tell stories, and I really like writing and directing. And I think that's what I would like to continue moving on towards is is, is behind the camera in that sense. And then maybe every now and again, you'll sneak yourself in there and put yourself in a movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the way to do it. Exactly. M, M. Night Shyamalan does it. Tarantino, right. why right. not? Totally. So. And we had the opportunity, of course, to meet you at Pasadena Film Festival, and you guys obviously won Best Short. Um, the short itself, uh, where did the idea originate, or where did that sort of inspiration kind of come from? You know, I, I think ultimately my my first goal was I, I I think the short film medium is is one of the one of the coolest things actually in in the in the genre of film. Uh, Steve McQueen, the director, not the actor, he he said it's 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 sometimes easier to make an epic poem than a small haiku and i always and i always like that idea about you know landing landing the point having these characters really matter and you know telling this broad huge story and and having a having an opinion about something in such a short amount of time was is very challenging and that's originally what i think i went after it for because i was like okay i want to do this and my goal was to really try to do a beginning, middle, and end, kind of like a condensed feature in 17 minutes, which is you know harder said than done. But then it was the what's the inspiration? And my inspiration has always been the city that I've lived in, which is LA. You know, being born and raised here, I have a, a you know a fascination with 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 everything about it. You know, the people. Um, I think LA's the the city itself is such a character. So what what i set out to do was okay well what's what's the landscape of la what kind of story do you want to tell with that and so that brought me on to thinking about a lot of the situations in la which which a lot of people are talking about but not really is the homeless uh you know community there's the the drugs which is you know very big part of uh this community as well and and crime and stuff so i was like well let's bring that all together try to show a a real depiction of this kind of underground la um and then, yeah, I'll go with it from there. So ultimately, it was the city that definitely gave me the inspiration. The, the short itself obviously felt like uh, almost like a small piece of like something bigger. 
yeah. was, it, was it set to be more of like a feature essentially? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I kind of tried to trim it enough for like, that would be the feature. Um, when the, the, the girls who came to audition for Bobby, the character who plays my, uh, my sister, she's, she's got, you know, like two lines in the, in the, in the whole entire film, but to get that actress, I really wanted to write a scene. And so I wrote like a three page uh, scene that's, that's her and Bob and her and Charlie talking, you know, first off in the, in the diner. And, and that kind of got me to write a bunch of other scenes. So yeah, there's a ton of scenes that I have that aren't necessarily in terms of a full feature, but it did bring me on to write uh, what I'm trying to currently shopping right now to production houses and stuff is this, pilot uh which is called the watch thieves which lives similar world similar style it's about two brothers who in the 70s in san francisco that rob pawn shops and they um and they use the money to go into underground boxing you know there's i did this research about it and you know the the stolen watches is like a billion dollar industry and i was like okay so i did a ton of research and where do they get stolen and so anyway so that's kind of my feature bobby is the watch these which is like it'd be an anthology that maybe we meet charlie somehow in there you know <laughs> but uh, yeah that sounds like a great idea yeah so one of my i think this was probably like everybody was clocking this this is why one best short this is something we all enjoyed it's like if you had a rubric for everything a good film should have your film was checking off the boxes story acting set design uh audio cinematography all that stuff was on point. It was impressive. It was fun to watch. Um, you must be, you must have done this before. Like how far into your movie making career are you actually producing your own stuff? Because I imagine to get that level of uh, just that level, you know, that's hard to do. You can't do that your first time. Well, thank you for that compliment. And, and as you know, you know, in, the, in our film set, it's, it is a thousand moving parts that actually make it, you know, it's not just one person, the writer or the director or the actor, it's, it's picking, it's basically picking really good people to make you look good, you know? Um, and so with, with that, yeah, I, you know, I grew up uh, doing a lot of, well, I grew up in LA and I, I think my first glimpse of the film stuff was I filmed skate videos. And so I had a big like kind of love for that type of moving picture. And so that was obviously small scale, but then moving forward, once I went to CalArts, you know, I was, I was able to be on some really cool sets and, um, and then in the commercial world as well. So I, I feel like I tried to just really pay attention to kind of how things were run. And I knew that it was my job as the director and, um, you know, to be, to know every single moving part and to know every single answer for every question. And I had a, my producing partners, Travis Jacobs and, and Costa Seminello, they were not only you know, creatively on board with it. They're also my friends. So it was a, it was a neat uh, kind of relationship because when we were, you know, getting in right in the beginning of pre-pro, we went super hard. And like, if we're going to do this, let's take this very seriously. You know, this isn't three buddies making this short. Let's make the best movie we can. I mean, let's do this story justice. And so for me, originally, I actually wasn't even thinking of being in it as an actor. I was like, I think it could be a cool idea, but I just want to focus on the, the directing and, uh, and the writing and producing part. And then the further along we got to it and, and the more I knew how much I'd lived with Charlie and you know, really focus on it, then I knew I was going to take that route, which made the prep for everything have to be a notch higher because I didn't want to be on set 
getting ready for a scene and not knowing, you know, where the camera is going to be. So I actually, I actually storyboarded the entire film, you know, like six months beforehand. Mm. We made these huge mood boards. If you go on Instagram, it's pretty cool. Actually, we have like an account, Bobby Short Film. You can see all the, um, the mood boards. And we made, I mean, hundreds of these mood boards. And so I knew the tone and the feel. And then Tim Stewart, who was our pr production designer, was, is just amazing. I mean, the homeless set, for instance, that he built that, you know, he built the homeless set. At, at the, yeah, that the, looks so legit. Yeah. I was like, dude, this is, I mean, for all of us that live in LA, like, I'm like, I drive past this all the time. 100%. You know? Also used to it. And so, but anyways, it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely just really focusing on knowing exactly how I wanted uh, the directing to go, how I wanted, uh, you know, the shots to be. And of course, things change and it deviates when you're on set. But having that backbone of all that prep, you know, I mean, I prepped just hours and hours a day for weeks before. So I think a lot of that prep, uh, to, uh, Aaron, is that's what ultimately helped run a very smooth uh ship when we were shooting and you know things like like any set that happens you know things go crazy and and things change i mean we didn't have a permit for that homeless set you know i just knew we had a which was a huge gamble day one i just knew we had this big huge presence we had you know two film trucks 60 people and i was like if film la is going to come and like try to you know you know basically tell us to stop i'm like what are you talking about so a cop pulls up you know day one i'm like oh it's over there it goes down the drain you know yeah. And he's like, oh, what's the TV show? And I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, it'll be, you know. So, uh, so we did some things a little, you know, a little backwards and unorthodox, but we just knew with the, with the presence was to just, yeah, pick a great crew. And honestly, the crew is, was, was phenomenal. And the crew was also a bunch of asks, you know, these were, these were people who were doing it at lower rate. You know, uh, Matthew Pierce, who is the Steadicam, uh, you know, camera operator, he was a good friend of mine and then I asked and he just so happened to not be on a, on a, on a, on a film. And he, he knew that originally I was like, it's so important that it, it has a lot of this kind of the fluid movement and, and the steady cam because he's going through all these corridors. I want it to feel like we're taking the audience with us. They can't leave. They have to come in like this beautiful kind of movement with like the juxtaposing of the dark world. And so he, you know, did a phenomenal job and, and Travers, the cinematography, I mean, it's just absolutely gorgeous. He, he, he knows how to really, you know, go above and beyond and sometimes a little bit to my chagrin because it's like, all right, dude, we got dialogue. <laughs> He's like, no, but this shot's so pretty. Don't, don't, yeah, don't worry yeah, yeah. about it. <laughs> but no, so, so yeah, just with that, thank you. But it was definitely the crew was, was, you know, super, super invaluable. So talk, so talking about the crew, I know we, when we kind of chatted a little bit at the gala, you mentioned that the crew was obviously pretty large and obviously the cops saw you guys. So he assumed you were a TV show. Like how many people did you guys have on set? And like, if you don't, if you don't mind sharing, this obviously sounded like a bigger budget type of thing. Like what was so, the budget so the, on that? The budget started at 30,000 and okay. then ended up going to 40 and okay. we got, and, and we did, and this was again, I mean, the, the, the movie should have cost like $200,000 because mm -hmm. of the, of the things that we got for for and that doesn't mean paying someone less it's like the diner for instance that took us you know a month to get mm. we were getting quotes from diners everywhere around town that was you know fifteen thousand dollars for one day and it's wow. like that's the, the movie wow. you know the bar was the same thing i it was funny because my producer coast is like okay well so you want to shoot a movie in la you need a bar a diner you know outdoor homeless and a, you know this heroin den he's like what's the problem <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. i don't want to do it anymore no no he's like that's gonna be really hard so you had to be super uh 
you know, you had to just be very smart with it, how you're going to do it. Um, so, but, but moving forward with the crew, yeah, we had, again, these were just friends and stuff that we had, we had a, a lot of PAs, you know, because consisting of it's every, every set wants a lot of, you know, you know, PAs, that's just extra, extra work, extra hands on deck. Um, and, you know, Travers, the DP, he, he built out his whole crew, um, you know, on his side with the first AC, second AC. Uh, and then the, 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 the first AD was a guy named Ryan Love, who was one of our great buddies, you know, who ran such a great um, set and was, was invaluable again. Like, so we, we actually, yeah, so we had a bunch, I'd say that on the, the, the law, probably the most people there on one day was counting extras was probably around, yeah, like 60 to 60, 65, I'd say. Yeah, it's like, a big set. Wow. Like 20 extras, but like more or less on set, it was around like 40, yeah, let's say 40 to 50, I think, but believe it. Yeah, that's probably sounds about right. And then, and then all the posts too, I mean, not counting. You know, oh, yeah. We, so, that, have, so the 40 was just like literally just production costs. Production, yeah. Yeah, damn, okay. Yeah, but up there. When you go into a short film with a $30,000 budget, obviously you're like, we're going to do this right. This is going to be big. Like what did success look like to you originally? Was it getting it in festivals? Was it like getting in front of people or? Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good question. I think ultimately, and I'm honestly not just saying this, I think in terms of a film lover was to make a movie that I wanted to watch, <laughs> you know, like to make a solid movie and with that being said, you know, you knew you had a decent budget, you know, I'll, I'll give you is that we, my goal was for sure to do the, the festival circuit. It's like, okay, this is going to be where we're networking. I mean, that's how I met you, you know, Johnny, it's like, this is what I want to do. And then ironically, a pandemic ends up happening right after we shoot the film. And so now we're holding off on it. So we, we finished in uh, end of 2019. And then we, we, it was finished editing by like middle of 2020. And now you're sitting on it for basically a whole year, about a half, like six months. But, um, and then you're like, oh, great. Well, there's all these, you know, festivals that I can't even go into anyways, you know? No, it's kind of pointless. So we yeah. got, you know, Santa Barbara International Film Festival, which was like a super, like, on, it just was such a great um, high for us. And unfortunately that was like all virtual, you know? So, mm. but I think, I think it's the, 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 the style and the, and the amount of how good your work is speaks, you know, volumes before all this bullshit of accolades and fucking awards or anything like that. It's like, if you know how to make a good story and you know how to, you know, produce a good, a, a good thing that that's ultimately what you want to be able to show. So I had joked about it with my wife. I was like, babe, it's just a really expensive business card. <laughs> you know? Better than a business card. <laughs> so. Uh, but you, did you have to take a second mortgage to do it though? Come on. Yeah, no, Is that I, necessary? Close, right? Yeah. Luckily I, I had some saving and then, you know, we asked some private investors who, you know, we showed them the script and, and they got on board and, but I'll tell you what though, shooting a movie in LA that it goes, it goes fast, you know, that's why yeah. fortunately a lot of people are getting out of, uh, you know, LA to shoot. And, and I think it's, it's a tall tale to the young indie filmmakers here is to really be, kind of unapologetic and go for it with these with having a story in LA because the backdrop of Los Angeles you know you can't get that anywhere else even if you try to fake it in you know Atlanta it just doesn't work yeah that's what I thought I loved about it is like all those places you shot I'm like yeah we've seen all LA River like all the stuff that you had in there I was like totally LA felt like an LA movie you kind of touched on this a little bit and we have a lot of filmmakers that listen to this 
uh, funding. You obviously said you kind of had some savings and some investors. How was that process for you and how were you able to kind of secure that? I mean, my least favorite thing, you know, maybe this is pride on my end, but is to ask people for money, you know? Um, It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. hard. And, and, you know, coming from, uh, sorry, coming from, from CalArts where I know how, you know, they, they would get funding as, you know, certain way where, where people would, you know, just do, do pretty crafty things to do. So ultimately, yeah, it was just as simple as I would go and ask, you know, a family member, I said, you know, I don't want you to put me out, but you know, don't want to put you out at all, but you know, do you mind maybe, you know, throwing a, a little bit of money to this? And it was, it was a neat experience because, you know, I had a good buddy of mine who was an executive producer on it, Robert Cronfley, for instance, when I went to him, it really made it real because I went to him and it wasn't about just asking for, for money. And, and I know he would support me, but I did the whole dog and pony pitch show, you know, be like, this is what it is. This is what our goals are, you know, and it, and it made once, once you're getting these funds and this help from other people, it's like, you can't, you can't mess this up now. Now it's now other involved and it's not just about you it's about doing this justice because uh you got the opportunity to do it and you better damn well you know show for it yeah and in a way you got the ultimate win correct you got signed to uta at santa barbara is that correct so not didn't get signed uta but been talking with 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 uta which is great yeah and hopefully in the hopefully in the in the writing world you know side of it which is nice um because i i ultimately yeah i think you know, what you want out of it again is, is the, the, the reality in this industry is it's, you know, talent alone doesn't get you there. <laughs> it's just, a, it's a fact, you know, the best actors in the world might literally just be in a basement somewhere. We've never seen them, but, but that being said, you need, it is show business and it's called business for a reason. And so you need these, you know, managers and, uh, and, and agents, you know, who, who, who run that kind of side for it to believe in you. And, and ultimately, yeah, it's been great talking to UTA, uh, right there and hopefully i'll be signed to you know here shortly and and pushing that writing side of mine so the uta rep was at the festival and saw your film and approached you yes exactly and uh, they were not unfortunately live but it was they, a, it was a zoom right because you said it was a zoom yeah, yeah so what happened was is they how, can't believe people go to those yeah no no so what it was was uh it wasn't a zoom one he saw the film on online and then approached me based on that yeah gotcha. that's awesome gotcha. yeah, which is cool yeah you never know who's watching that's exactly it, right? Um, yeah, you never never know who's, who's watching. I, I always said, I and what I, Johnny, I forgot to do when I went up to, uh, you know, to get the best film award. Yeah. I'd always promised my grandfather, rest in, rest in peace, but he, I had said I would go up there to any award you want. And I'd say, I'd like to thank Steven Spielberg because it couldn't hurt. <laughs> it was like Alec Baldwin's thing, you know, like years ago. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Well, it's funny when they were doing those. I mean, I have to think I couldn't even hear what yeah. was going on. It was so loud in there. You. I, I was just like, is, is somebody winning something right now? I don't even know what's going on. You know, like it was, it was kind of, it was interesting. It was good. Um, Henry, did you see our short film or did you only go to your night? You know what? I, <laughs> I went to my night. That's why I'm not talking so nicely about yours. But I say, I asked for the private link. If that's, if that's available, won't share it around. Um, but I heard I in, like it. incredible things about it. And uh, how was your process with that? It was, uh, it was, it was, I mean, it was, ours was like a much lesser budget. It was written by Aaron, Johnny and us were the actors in it. And like, we are primarily actors first and foremost. So we use it to further our own career. So obviously write stuff that we want to write. So this was a drama with a little bit of dark comedy in it. 
okay. about called instant gratification about yep. how far is one wannabe influencer willing to go to gain that following online. Right. So it was a lot of fun. Johnny had a killer crying scene, which I think is what won him best actor. <laughs> uh, but it was good. Our audience they, they fell for it, man. They fell for it. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, it was cool. I mean, I, I directed it. These guys produce it. We produce other stuff in the past, other shorts and stuff, and they've done well at other festivals. Um, and so again, you know, we're admirers of, uh, you know, talented people, um, great filmmakers, obviously. And the, my favorite thing, obviously, is to connect with the filmmakers at these events. And why right. I came up to you was because I saw it and I was like, dude, best short of the festival, hands down. Yeah. Loved it. I got dry vibes like crazy. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. I think I told you that. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, man, I just I just really dug it. And I was like, I got to talk to you a little bit more about like your the process and things like that. I've directed stuff while I'm in it. And mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of pick your brain how that worked because I know how it can be challenging and usually I'll storyboard everything too, or try to be as prepared as possible with all the shots, because the last thing you want to be thinking about is like all my lines. And then now I have to like think yeah. about 10 shots. I have to still have to hit, you know what I mean? So I commend you on doing that, man, on such a big scale, because it, it, it definitely is a challenge. Um, did you have like, was your DP pretty like trusting? Yeah. Like, hey, we, we got it. Let's move on. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Johnny, but one of my big uh, caveats was I knew that we would have playback and stuff. I didn't want to watch any playback. I mean, I didn't want to get too specifically lost in like, oh, I should walk like this or I should do this. Now, if it was like a blocking thing with like the fight stuff, which, you know, you have to do it correctly because it's, it's dangerous, um, you know, then I then I would probably watch some some um, some playback. But my my biggest goal was to yeah to just really just to be really dialed in on on everything about the character that you could kind of turn on and turn off and I, and I and I was I was super trusting of Travers and Costa who I knew ultimately if, if I said you know they had it they had it but realistically I mean just on, we had two three takes most that's about it mm. you know so you yeah. you kind of had you, you, you didn't have an opportunity to, to kind of mess up, you know, and, and I'd been basically rehearsing it with in for the past six months, you know, so I was rehearsing it in my head this whole time. And I was like, okay, I'm Charlie, like, you know, just yeah. on. Um, but the hardest thing I will say though, is the directing and acting is that's, that's a challenge for sure in itself, but it was the producing side of it as well. That was harder to also be the actor in it because when there's a small fire that's going on, you know, we're on, we're down in downtown LA and, and the parking lot that we're supposed to have, you know, 40 people park in is, is closed that day. And it's like randomly closed and you're on set trying to figure it out. And then you're like, yeah. oh, how are we going to get everyone parked there? Like, that's the least thing I want to be thinking of right now. Right. I <laughs> know, know for sure. I want to talk to Tim Stewart, be like, Hey, let's put some stuff here. You know, I want to only do creative stuff right now. Like, right. right. So, so that was, that was a challenge. But and then you got some background of being like, Hey man, what's, what's up with the coffee? What's going on here? And you're like, dude, come on, man. I <laughs> it's basically a thousand questions is what, is what I say, you know, right. you have so many of them. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, the, I think again, the, the processes and I like that you guys are all actors. I think you can appreciate, um, you know, it's a big thing about anything in life. And I think especially with the, with the arts is really to, to do your homework and prep. I mean, do a lot of research, you know, constantly, constantly give yourself more information about whatever you're doing. And for, 
for that, for me with the character, Charlie, you know, I read, I got so deep into the heroin world that it was like almost, it was dark, like, a, you know, East coast heroin compared to West coast heroin, you know, what's the difference there. Um, and there's these blogs of people talking about it, you know, seeing it with family members and just doing the research because it's only going to help. It's only going to help further, further the performance and, and further the story. Mm. Yeah. How is Go ahead. Well, I just, I mean, we touched on this, but I want to know, like you said, you're in talks to get signed by UTA, just in talks, it may not happen, but I think that's so like, that is like such the dream of a filmmaker that goes to a festival. Could you share a little more on like where you are in that process or like, how come it's not happening now? Or Yeah. yeah well, so I, I went to CalArts and so right out, right after, right after CalArts, the way it works is you do a showcase, right? So you have a showcase scene, agents and managers, they come to go see your acting scene and it's like your big thing. So we have one in the East, we have one in LA and then we have one in New York. And the one in New York was like fun. I had a good time, did the scene. Then I came back here, did the one in LA did the scene and uh, and then I signed with Michael Greenwald for management. He he saw me. He's like, oh, I think you have some potential. You know, didn't talk to agencies. Had a meeting at Warner Brothers and like CBS, which was like with their commercial department or, or some TV department side. Very bizarre because I was like, I made it. I was like, mom, I made it. <laughs> I'm Warner Brothers. You know, never ended up talking to them again. Um, so, but so anyway, so the reason why I'm getting around to this long story is then I went with, uh, with him and we, we searched around. I had, I had a, I had a little reel in which I like that you guys write yourself in. I think I would encourage actors, uh, you know, to, to do, to, to film. I mean, she's, you, you can make a, a movie with your iPhone, you know, but a bad movie is never the picture. It's always the sound. And if you get the sound good, you're going to look good. You're going to sound good. And you're not, you know. So, so I would encourage doing that because I had done a, a class at CalArts when I was there, um, which we call it a debauch after debauchery, but we did these little prompts and we would do like, okay, you have five minutes, here's the prompt. You have to have two characters, you have to have one location, you have 45 minutes to film it. You have to, we have to be, has to be, you know, filmed within 45 minutes, have to show the footage. Then you have that night to edit together. And then on Friday we would, we'd watch it. You know, this is like little basically just these small little scenes you know and we got super into it and and a couple of those we then kind of elongated and i got some good footage so anyways i then signed with best sign and associates and was there for you know three three years and i had a great i had great success with them you know in the commercial world ironically like you leave school or you leave acting class you're like dude i'm gonna be in a scorsese movie and then you're in a fucking Toyota commercial <laughs> which is fine and it's great and you're super grateful for it but it's just pays, it pays well but yeah, yeah i know it doesn't really move the needle yeah it's necessarily what you thought <laughs> you know, yeah i can't wait to be in this meaty scene and you're like spilling ketchup on your shoes <laughs> so so anyway so then i ended up leaving uh best stein after last year you know just because things kind of slowed down so um so the process is always though i would say really get out there send emails you know that there's a, there's a difference between being too persistent and then, but just also being confident, um, you know, cause even with like UTA and, uh, you know, WME, I'm still talking to like, I, I just want to work for someone, even if it's a smaller agency too, you know, even a boutique agency in, in Venice beach that, that actually has your interest in hand and can get your work or your face in front of the industry to further your career, go with it. You know, I, and, and ultimately those big ones do have a lot of clout to it and that's why it's important um but but I, I uh, you know ultimately for me it's like i just want 
I just want a bunch of people to, to be able to read my work. It's like, I don't care. You know, I, you care because we get no's all the time as actors, but, but you're, I'd rather have the opportunity to get a no than never have, never have it at all. You know, and that's, and that's where you, that's where you just really got to work really hard and, and keep kind of going forward. And whether you, you know, send your stuff to an agent or send an email, you know, cover letters are always really good, you know, if they're, if they're, if they're about your strengths and stuff like that. So just treat it like a business basically. Yeah. And how is, uh, how is the, like the audience reaction or how's the, the feedback you got from festivals about the short and what other festivals have you guys gotten into? Yeah, we, we've had a really, uh, I, we've been really fortunate. We've had a really good run with festivals. Um, you know, we've, uh, like I said, the big one of, like Santa Barbara was a special one. Um, Burbank, Pasadena. We got into this New York Indie Shorts uh, Awards and in New York, which was a great one. Vegas Movie Awards, where we won, where we won Best Film. It was actually put up against uh, David, which is a short that Will Ferrell was in. So like, nice. out of all the success, you know, like my mom finally sees a picture of like me and the next like a poster of Will Ferrell. She's like. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, and then, um, yeah, well, quite a bit. I can't think of all of them. But, uh, but yeah, when we, and we, we won the, the New York Indie uh, Best Director, which was, which was really felt really good and Best nice. Production Line, um, which was nice. We got into Fort Lauderdale International, Genre Blast, um, London International, which is really neat. You know, I think ultimately too, it's, it is very much an LA movie and I'm aware because it's shot in LA and it's got such an LA vibe. But what is really, you know, makes me happy is thinking of someone in London or, you know, having in Fort Lauderdale, New York, wherever these different festivals are kind of just seeing, seeing this little pocket of the world. You know, I think ultimately if you tell a good story, it, it doesn't need to be just good for, you know, in America, it's, it could be, it's a world, you know, it could be a world story. And I think that's just more important, you know, to share it with everyone. Yeah, for sure. We have about four or five minutes left of this podcast. So yeah. I want to go around the horn. We'll talk a little more off mic, but around the horn, final questions. My final question is, if you could give yourself one message before this, before you started production, before the film festival circuit, a little advice to yourself, like what tip would you give yourself? You know, that's, that's a really good question. Funny enough, I had this recording thing that uh, I, you, you know, you can record and like now you can record on your phone, but this was like the, uh, what's it, Home Alone style one with the action. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I had said before that, this was like two weeks before, because I was getting super nervous, you know, I was like, don't worry, it's all gonna be okay. And I and I found that thing like probably two months ago, and you can even hear my voice quiver. I was like, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think my my is would be just trust yourself, you know, try, totally trust yourself and be unapologetic because things once you get once you get on set and and, and things start changing, you, you so many people can just kind of can kind of just break, and 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 I think that's this fast paced kind of industry, and you're dealing with on the go kind of stuff. So just trust yourself. I say, you know, trust, trust, trust yourself. That's, that's, that would be my advice. That's great. And for me, I was just kind of wondering now uh, what's sort of like the next step or the next thing you're kind of working on. Now you mentioned you're trying to pitch, was it a series? I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it, that was, um, is that what you're kind of doing? Okay. Yeah. So I think my next, my next goal is there's a couple routes, you know, I, I, I write a lot and I, and I, and I'm lucky. I write actually for, for Zedge for these short stories, which is, um, like these text message things, which is always, which is a great workout. It's not, you know, necessarily what I want to do forever. Mm. It's a good little side hustle. And so yeah. what I, what's nice is that it's, I, I continuously write. And um, what I ultimately want to do is yeah, pitch, pitch stories, pitch, pitch my scripts. 
And, you know, that's routes obviously tough, you know, those can get shelved and stuff like that. And then there's also talks, you know, with, with zone six films about doing a, you know, an indie kind of dark, uh, dark comedy, um, mm. feature. uh, you nice. know, trying to get, trying to get a budget for, you know, realistic budget. That's, that's, that's doable, you know, to be able to shoot for like 20, 20 some days, um, that I wrote, it was a story. It was a story I wrote that, that means a lot to me. It's very different than Bobby too. That was what's one funny thing is, and, and I'd say, don't, don't ever put yourself in, in, in a, in a, in a hole, you know, like just because Bobby's this like crime kind of stylistic, like seventies kind of cinema, um, Americana thing. I also like love the complete opposite, you know, like indie dark comedy or, you know, these fantasy worlds like it I, I think steven soderbergh's a great example of like mm. who's someone who just does it so incredible because he directs for story no and it's not the directing of the story that is put out there you know and there's people who are tours like wes anderson stuff is wes anderson stuff and it's great and scorsese right. and paul thomas anderson but it's nice to don't don't ever feel like you need to you need to be in your own niche you know something something's going to come out of whatever you want to do yeah yeah, yeah, huge fan of Paul Thomas Anderson. We're all huge fans of uh, dark comedies. Um, and you know, I guess just fi my final question is, if you know something that's been written and produced, like a show or a movie, like, like what do you look at for influences and go, damn, I wish I could have written that. That inspires me. You know, I'd say the those are all the movies like the in the seventies for me. So Mean Streets had a big, huge influence uh, mm. this. I think all of the like the old old movies. You know, I got. My favorite movie is probably, ironically, It's a Wonderful Life for a lot of different reasons. It's a Wonderful uh, Life. I love that. Uh, you know, performance, story. I mean, it's incredible, Frank Capra. But uh, I would say something I did watch and I was like, damn, was probably the season one of True Detective. I was yes. like, good. I was yeah. like, wow. I was like, this is like, you know, this is special. Um, yeah, because there's so much. I think we're, I think we're maybe getting out of it, but we're definitely for some period there in the golden age of, of television and it's, it's a pretty unique thing and seeing something like that that's the same director i think who's coming out with the new bond but he also shot that on film and you can see how much different that is because it just the image feels gritty yeah it just feels so gritty yeah. off the screen and that was a big reference actually to the, the lenses we use we use these lomo anamorphic lenses from the 70s they're 1970s mm. lenses you know so we, we wanted that huge aspect ratio to be really wide and and you, and you wanted to get that feel, you know, I didn't want a movie that was going to be 5k, you know, like in this yeah. like pixel. And I mean, it's 2k, it looks nice. It's not, not HD or something, but my point is it was very important <laughs> for the grittiness of this world. You had to kind of be told through an old, through an old soul, an old camera that was able to capture that. Yeah. I was wondering if that, cause that aesthetic definitely felt that way. And I wasn't sure if that was camera or post that you guys did. You know what yeah. I mean? So that was, that was both on set with the lighting and a lot of okay. the production design does it. And we actually had the LUT that we used when we were filming was great. And it was everything actually Travers had gotten it from working on, uh, working on a feature that, you know, the summer before, but we had played with so many LUTs and kind of what looks we want. Um, and that was just perfect for it. I mean, it was yeah. absolutely, so cool. what, what camera did you shoot it on by the way what so it was a alexa Ari alexa okay. Okay. Um, so a lot for if anyone doesn't know it is basically like the filter that you put in so you film flat and then you look at the playback with the LUT on to see like the shadows and, like, and uh, stuff like that yeah it really it looked really good well uh dude henry man thank you so much for your time thank man you so uh much. where can the audience find you social media wise and uh where can they see the movie coming up yeah so uh yeah i'm on social media henby 999 
I think, from Henry Burge. But uh, we have, uh, yeah, the, the film will be, I think we're going to maybe try to get some distribution from it. And then if not, you know, it'll be on YouTube in the probably next like five, six months, just after the, after the whole festival run. Um, exciting. And then hopefully moving on to, to doing something else. So we'll get back on the podcast. Yeah, man, dude, congrats, yeah, man. Sure. Cause, uh, honestly, dude, you're a really talented dude. I, I really look forward to seeing what you make next. Cause I'll, I'm definitely going to watch it. So. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I appreciate sure. that. Honestly, uh, Austin, Aaron, you too, you guys, congratulations. I'd say just keep it up, you know, keep the hustle. It's, it's, it's real, but it's, it's good. Just you know, move one foot in front of the other and you got it. <laughs> there you go. Thank awesome. you, man. Awesome.